Welcome back. It's a 2021 Fall Awaken Live Drive. And it is Friday afternoon. We are heading off the 2 o'clock hour. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Deacon Roger Height. And we're coming at you live from St. Lambert's... Uh, Parish and School. <laughs> Words are difficult. <laughs> Thanks for staying with us. Um, we've had an amazing day so yes, far. It's and been wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, and especially like the last hour, I've just been blown away by phone calls and just um, the support of people has been really overwhelming and inspiring. Just the impact that Real Presence Radio has. Yes. It's been amazing. And we're going to start with prayer. Again, we have the sixth grade, some sixth graders from St. Lambert's School who are going to lead us in prayer. So after you're done praying, we'll have you introduce yourselves. Okay. Whenever you're ready. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, and if you could each go around and tell us your name. My name's Ellie. My name's Owen. My name is Ashway. My name is Jose. Well, very good job. And Ellie, you know, is one of our top servers. Really? Yes. That's she awesome. serves with her three and sometimes four sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And they all always have to have a discussion in the sacristy before about who's going to do what. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. Is anybody you want to say hi to while you've got the microphone? Okay, well, thank you all for coming in. You guys are like radio pros. It's hard to believe that this is your first time. It's awesome. Love thank to have you. you back. Thank you. All right. Well, if you're just tuning in, um, we are on... The 2 o'clock hour of the fall live drive. I guess you can tell if you look at your clock that it's 2 o'clock. But yeah, it's been a really really amazing day, an amazing drive so far. Um, And I would like to share with you some of our giving levels if you'd like to get in on the action. We have the Guardian Angel level, uh, $249 or below. The Evangelist level, $250. Messenger, $360 or a dollar a day. Disciple, $500. Apostle level, $1,000, and with the Apostle level gift, you will receive an Our Lady of Grace rosary. It's a beautiful rosary. If you want to take a look at it, it's on the website, realpresenceradio.com, and it's been touched to a reliquary containing the veil of Our Lady, which is awesome. Very nice. And then the Archangel level, which is $5,000 and up, um, you will receive... The sound of a herald that I have not heard yet. And I've died to hear that herald. So someone would really make my afternoon (laughs) if they called it at the Archangel level, which is $417 a month. Well, and we have some wonderful challenge gifts this afternoon from Deacon Paul and Julie from Ortonville, Minnesota. Would like to offer this challenge gift in honor of St. Joseph and all godly men. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Jackie from Sioux Falls offers this challenge gift in honor of her family, living and deceased, that passed their faith on to her and that she continues in that faith. Very nice. Paul and Marlis Dotsonrod from Clitheroe, Minnesota, are offering this challenge gift in honor of Father Leroy Schick in Battle Lake, Minnesota, and Father Troy Simonson in Windmere, North Dakota. 
Roger and Jill from Arthur, North Dakota, would like to offer this gift in honor of their parents, Ray and Margaret, and Robert and Blanche, and also in honor of all priests and religious. Tom and Kath, excuse me, Tom and Tori from Kintyre are offering this challenge gift for the conversion of all sinners. Chad and Sarah from Grand Forks are offering this gift for mental, emotional, and spiritual health for teens and young adults. Rosemarie from Bismarck, North Dakota, Tanner and Catherine from Mott, North Dakota, are offering uh, a challenge gift. Bob from Dickinson and John and Mary from Mandan, North Dakota, are offering a challenge gift. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I just like to explain to the challenge gifts for a second. Um, I didn't touch on this earlier, um, but basically for each hour of our live drive, our goal is to get ten thousand to raise ten thousand dollars within that hour, and to kind of give us a head start and to encourage others to support Real Presence Radio. Uh, we collected some of these gifts before the live drive, actually, and we call these challenge gifts to challenge others to give. Um, so we already have $5,000 of that raised, and we're hoping in this hour to meet or exceed the rest of the $5,000. And this is hugely important because, um, and I don't think I mentioned this in the last segment, but just how much it costs to operate Real Presence Radio. Um, Deacon, could you take a guess at the daily operation cost of operating uh, Real Presence Radio? Well, uh, the daily operation costs? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's probably around $12,000. Close. Close. It's actually $7,097, which wow. is impressive. Well, then I think everybody needs a raise if we're going to go <laughs> to 12000 Amen to that. No. <laughs> no, it's impressive because for a network of its size, like we're in... Um, 10 dioceses, um, I'm sorry, Brett's looking, <laughs> 11 dioceses, <laughs> I'm, I'm new, <laughs> we're in 11 dioceses, and just, we reach um, a listening area of 2.4 million, which is a mm. ton, and any commercial radio station um, would be at least $12,000 to operate on a daily, I'm just guessing, I, I, I don't know, so every dollar, we're at 100%, um, listener supported and so every dollar makes a huge impact and it's very very well spent um over 28 signals and 17 stations so anything anything you can offer to support real presence radio the number is 877-795-0122 very good and uh this morning at saint lambert we had our first that man is you meeting and we had 60 men attending And so I would offer a challenge to those men to make a contribution to Real Presence Radio and help Real Presence Radio spread the gospel that they are receiving. That's awesome. All right, men, hear that challenge. (laughs) And I have one question for you. Uh Uh-oh. Where is Mott, North Dakota? Uh, Near Fargo. No, it's not. It's in the western part of North Dakota, and the reason I know that is that my wife's, Diane's grandparents, are were from Mott, North Dakota. Oh, okay. And uh, I had some relatives that lived there, and uh, I also assisted a funeral there at one point. Oh, so, that's awesome. Beautiful little town in uh, in uh, North Dakota, western North Dakota, Mott, North Dakota. That's awesome. Well, if you're listening from Mott, North Dakota, give us a call at 877-795-0122. And I'm... Super excited. We have a guest for this hour. 
Uh, Angela Zog is in the house. Uh, hi, Angela. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. I know it was kind of um, spur spur of the moment. Um, the the Lord just really. The Lord really wanted you to speak, I think, <laughs> on behalf of Real Presence Radio. Um, so, Angela, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am married. I am not a South Dakota native. I grew up in Michigan, and I moved to South Dakota 10 years ago. And that was to get married. My husband and I met online. Oh, wow. And our faith was the number one reason why we wanted to meet and when we went online to look that was the reason why we wanted to get married so we've been married 10 years today hey oh my goodness congratulations (laughs) thank you thank you uh four years ago we joined this parish and when we joined they were already talking about the parish feast day of saint lambert and we realized that it coincided with the date of our wedding and we were really excited to have that new patron for our marriage very excited so um over the course of the years that i've been in south dakota i am a sign language interpreter and that was one of the reasons why i moved here my husband's an electrician and it was a lot easier for me to move here than it was for him to go and try and jump through all the hoops in michigan um, to become a certified or licensed electrician so um, i worked really hard the first three years of our marriage and then we started to have kids to raise, and my daughter Laura is an eight-year-old student um, here in Sioux Falls Public Schools, and then my son Jerome is a student here at St. Lambert in the pre-K five-year-old classroom, um, and I'm a parishioner here. Uh, been doing a lot of different things with the church since I've been in Sioux Falls, and just super grateful to get a chance to talk with you today. That's awesome. A- we are super excited to have you. <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay, Deacon. You know, when you're doing sign interpretation at the Mass. Yes. And we're preaching. Mm-hmm. How many words do you leave out? Good question. <laughs> That's a trick question because American Sign Language is its own language. And so English has, I feel like, an infinite number of words. I know there is probably a number that they've you know put into the dictionary. American Sign Language has a little bit more limited vocabulary. However, anything and everything that's being said in English could be put into sign language. And we do our best to keep up with the preachers at Mass. I will say Father Haggerty is a challenge because, like myself, he talks really fast. And he also loves to throw in things, oh, by the way. (laughs) Um, And so it's always a blessing when a priest or a deacon is like, here's my homily in writing. You may read it right before Mass today. (laughs) So we can pick up what they're throwing down. Um, But if you get somebody who's a little more challenging, you're still able to do so. I'm really blessed to be part of the Catholic community here in Sioux Falls with the deaf community. Moving to this neighborhood allowed me to start being part of the crew of interpreters. And there are four or five of us six at one point um, who offer mass um, interpreting for the deaf community members who are faithful, some of whom have been parishioners here for 30 years. And they had their school for the deaf education at St. Therese. uh, But when they moved to this neighborhood, they decided this needed to be their parish. And so St. Lambert has provided interpreting services as part of the mass for a very long time. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) If if you're just tuning in, uh, I'm Teresa Curley, and I'm here with um, Deacon Roger Height. We're at St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're visiting with Angela Zock, who's also a parishioner at St. Lambert's. We have a table full of St. Lambert's parishioners, which is awesome. So if you're listening in and you are a parishioner of St. Lambert's in Sioux Falls, or if you're listening in and wish you were a parishioner of St. Lambert's in Sioux Falls, give us a call at 877-795-0122. And we just got a couple gifts come through. Uh, Ross and Emily from La Crescent, Minnesota, came in at the evangelist number. I mean, 
evangelist level in honor of Mark Holcroft, RPR's executive director. Then Judy from Howard, South Dakota at the guardian angel level. Bill from Geddes, South Dakota, mm-hmm. <laughs> the guardian angel level. And Anonymous from Barnesville, Minnesota at the guardian angel level. So um, if, if you feel inspired to help support Real Presence Radio, give us a call. Donate online, realpresenceradio.com. Um, and Angela, um, so you're actually one of the first people I met at St. Lambert's. <laughs> so <laughs> it, you just, as you said, you just got roped in. <laughs> you didn't know what you were getting into. Um, but yeah, I, I met you at St. Lambert's and you heard that I worked with RPR and you just immediately told me how much you loved listening. Um, could you tell us a little bit about why you listen to Real Presence Radio? Sure. Um, Real Presence Radio is the heritage radio station of Sioux Falls. There were previous Catholic radio stations here that my husband and I were part of initially. Somehow we got roped into going to the very first banquet when we had <laughs> the radio station here in town before. And then when Real Presence took over, I was really excited because then we have such a large state area. Um, I love Catholic radio. I have loved Catholic radio for forever. I used to stream the radio stations in Michigan. Ave Maria Radio was founded in Michigan, and so that was a station I was able to listen to quite frequently. Um, And then when I moved to South Dakota, we really didn't have a Catholic radio presence. It did start to come into place after we moved here. Uh, In fact, my husband and I lived in Aberdeen for a few months, and the week after we left Aberdeen, Catholic radio came to Aberdeen. (laughs) And so um, I've been with it ever since. I have used it for my parenting. I have called Dr. Ray on occasion to make some (laughs) questions about how better to deal with either one of my kids and he's been very <laughs> gracious and entertaining besides um, I love the Rutten Radio um, mm. podcast it used to be on every single week and then they have bumped to once a month so I love sitting and listening to the Brothers Rutten I know a couple of their family members besides so it always feels like kind of a jostling of oh I'm learning more and more about the culture of Sioux Falls when I listen to Rotten Radio because that family was Northsiders in Sioux Falls and I learn a lot about um, the gifts of their family to the church. I also love Catholic Answers. Uh, A lot of times in the evenings when we get done with dinner I will have to go make a grocery run and so I'll turn the radio on right away to hear some answers on Catholic Answers. Um, This year with both of my kids in school all day, I've been doing a fair amount of commuting for my job. I do some freelance interpreting in addition oh, to wow. working at a call center. And so anytime that I can, I'm listening to Catholic radio during the day. I get my news with Teresa Tamio, or I get a chance to listen to some of the programming in the middle of the day. And then uh, also love the devotions. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my family, a lot of times at 3 o'clock, will come home and we will turn on the remainder of the Divine Mercy Chaplet, hear the readings for the Mass from the day, which are always so pertinent. The Holy Spirit really anointed the Church with the gift of the readings for the day. And the homilies that are delivered through the EWTN system are just incredible. And so that's really a blessing. As an aside, it's a really great benefit for my family because my kids are inadvertently learning Latin. <laughs> so you you'll hear. There you go. <laughs> Dominus school. And my kids in anywhere That's in the awesome. house will yell out, Et cum spiritu tuo. I'm not sure they know that it's the same that. thing as with your spirit, but they are learning how to say it in Latin. So it's really beautiful. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, if you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Angela Zog in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we are in uh, the 2 o'clock hour of our fall live drive. Well, and if I could put in a plug for St. Lambert's, <laughs> when we have the Deaf Mass, which is usually either 430 on Saturday or yep, 9.30 once a month. Mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, uh, which is every week except the once it's on 4.30, we live stream that Mass. So mm. if anyone has any uh, family members who are deaf or hard of hearing and would like to have them uh, part of that Mass, they can find it on YouTube under St. Lambert's or they can find it on, uh, what's the other thing, Facebook? Right, Facebook Live and the St. Lambert's Parish homepage, and then YouTube is and, the other way that we receive the information from the, the interpreters do a very wonderful job. We, you know, I when I first started preaching when we had interpreters, um, I don't even notice them now. Mm. I just, uh, they're just so uh, moving without uh, really creating any scene, and it's just just beautiful because, you know, you can hear... You can see in their eyes the messages that they're receiving. And it's also caused me to slow down because <laughs> I know that when, especially like when we're doing the intercessions, until you make that final move, it's like if I'm talking over you, I'm talking over them. So I always try to keep an eye on the interpreter and, and make sure that you've finished your speech before I begin the next intercession. And uh, so it's been really kind of a neat... In fact, one time, Father Haggerty, when I was doing the Lord Have Mercy after Mass, he said, well, did you forget how to say it? And I said, no, I was just waiting for the interpreter to finish so I wouldn't That's talk awesome. over the interpreter. That is really beautiful, Deacon, because they do want to respond. The hardest part of Mass, I'll be honest with you, is if there is an announcement at the end of Mass before the final blessing and the final departure from Mm -hmm. the Deacon. And so uh, if there's any quick message or whatever, it seems like a lot of times Father Haggerty will say, and that's the end for today, and the Lord be with you. (laughs) And so sometimes they'll say, what was the end of that? No, literally, it was seamless. I'm letting you know right now, deaf people, it was seamless from that last word to the Lord be with you. There was no break. And so that's really a beautiful gift to the deaf community that you are taking the time because then they're able to see, reflect, and pray, just like the hearing congregation with those brief pauses during the liturgy. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. beautiful. That's so beautiful. Uh, Angela, I want to ask you like, what led you to get into deaf ministry in just a moment, Sure. Uh, but I want to spit out the phone number <laughs> again. Uh, if you'd like to donate, 877-795-0122 or on our website, realpresenceradio.com. And um, there's actually a child of a deaf adult, in uh, a priest in Fargo, uh, Father Phil Ackerman. So, Ackerman, oh. Father Phil Ackerman, sorry. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so your story is like really inspiring others. Could you tell us a little bit how you felt called to this ministry? Um, literally the Lord himself, I think, called me unto him with this particular work. I had studied American Sign Language 25 years ago to keep the wolves from the federal student loan program at the door, (laughs) uh, away from me. And so I took a class. I figured out it was cheaper to take two community college classes than it was to pay a semester of my student loans back. And so I took a class in sign language, fell in love with it, and studied furiously for 18 months, including a 100-mile move to a new city to become an interpreter. 
but we had a death in the family and things kind of fell apart with me for that program, never thinking again I would be able to do it again. Five years later, I was at a chrism mass with a friend of mine, and we were visiting afterward. We have a really nice reception in Michigan because none of the parishes are more than a three-hour drive from where the seat is in the Diocese of Lansing. And so we were at a luncheon with an eight-top table, and two of us were sitting together, and six seats were empty. And I saw these people signing and talking and saying, there's two of them there, there's seven of us here, what are we going to do? And I looked up, and I could sign again, and I signed and spoke at the same time for the courtesy of my friend, and I said, do you need us to move? (laughs) And there was a person there who had a deaf husband, but she could hear, very hard-of-hearing lady, and she said, if you can stay, that's great. If your friend wants to stay, sure, we'll grab another chair. But you stay because you can sign. Wow. And I said, okay. So I sat down with one of the only deaf priests in America, the interpreting <laughs> team for the Mass that day for the Chrism Mass, the future director of the Deaf Catholic Ministry in that diocese, and several deaf Catholic, Catholic parishioners in the area. And I sat down with a specific man named Jerome. And he was so sweet. Uh, He was a graduate of the School for the Deaf, had been raised in a very strong Catholic family. And he said, how did you learn sign language? And I said, I'll be honest with you, I haven't signed in five years at all. And he said, you haven't signed in five years. And I said, no, I literally have not signed in five years. I have no idea how I know what you're saying and how to tell you what I'm telling you. And he said, you need to go back to school, honey. And so I said, well, I, I might. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. Six months later, I became his wife's secretary. Oh, my goodness. And I started going okay. to Mass with them on the weekends. And they had an interpreter. And at that time, they had deaf pe- the deaf priest who was offering Mass in American Sign Language. And the interpreter was there si- speaking very quietly or into a microphone system for the benefit of the hearing families that could not sign well enough to sign back. And the interpreter was struggling to get the gist of the Mass across to the hearing people. And I knew that priest was saying the Mass faithfully. And I thought, someday the bishop's going to show up and he's going to think this priest is adding ad lib the whole Mass. And that is not true. He is reading Mm. the book. He is reading the sacramentary. And so I thought, no, this is the Lord calling me to go back to school. And I was able to complete my education within the next year, got state certified at a level that allowed me to start working immediately. And one of my first assignments was working with the deaf community, and I was their voice interpreter. And Father did Mass, and I was being able to offer the Mass in his voice for the benefit of the people on the mask who could hear. But the people who were watching in American Sign Language, I didn't impact them whatsoever because I was behind them. And they got to have that encounter with God mm. in their first language. That's and so I've been working ever since. And that was back in 2002 when <laughs> I first awesome. met her. Wow. And I've been with them ever since. So Isn't it crazy how the Lord works? <laughs> it is. Nothing is wasted. Yes, Nothing is sure. ever wasted. If, if you're listening and any part of Angela's story and her ministry to the deaf community has inspired you, um, please consider being an inspiration to others by um, calling in 877-795-0122. Um, we're about to head into a quick break. But we have a couple gifts that just came in um, from the Savage Oak family from Fargo, North Dakota. They came in at the Guardian Angel level. And then Anonymous from Bismarck, North Dakota at the Guardian Angel level. And um, we still have a ways to go for this hour. We have uh, $3,092.50 left. And, you know, one Archangel gift will put us way over the edge with that. And I would love to hear that herald. So if the Lord is putting it on your heart, please give us a call. 
we'd love to hear it. We really appreciate the donation so far, and uh, as we head into our final half hour, we would greatly appreciate uh, some more uh, gifts, and we'd welcome anything that you can offer to us. Amen. Amen. Let's keep those volunteers busy. Um, 877-795-0122. Please hang with us over the break. We'll be right back. Use an example, what would happen if you only spoke and you wanted to go to China in 12 years and you only spoke the Chinese language one hour a week? One hour a week. How well would you be able to speak to the people in China? Horribly. Horribly. I, I don't do well. How about if you period. practiced it every day for over time, like 10, 12 years? I think you would probably do much better. You do much you better. Me. And because you're immersed into Catholic radio, you have the great talk show hosts who are helping us to grow in our faith, helping us to expand our horizons, helping us to understand what we want to learn, and helping us to grow for the kingdom of God. When we're listening to Catholic radio, what's more important than our salvation and our faith? Absolutely nothing. I love using this all the time because, you know, we only practice the faith one hour a week when we go to Mass on Sunday. Yeah, we're doing what the Lord is asking us, but are we expanding our horizons? It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popchuk. What does it take to create a truly joyful family life? It might be easier than you think. Researchers at the University of Illinois found that families who made regular time for simple things like family dinners, a game night, family days, family prayer, and even working together on household chores were much happier and more stable than families that spent their time on other activities in their community and school. In fact, the families that made time for these simple rituals were less likely to have kids with school or emotional problems or deal with promiscuity or drug and alcohol issues, and the parents had happier marriages and greater life satisfaction to boot. If you want to experience your family life as a gift, take time unwrapping that gift by investing in those simple activities of family life that enable you to get to know one another and stay connected to one another. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Deacon Roger Height. And we're at you live from St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, and we're visiting with Angela Zog, and she's telling us a little bit about our uh, about her uh, deaf ministry. Um, at Mass. And we're also in the middle, or we're near the end of this segment of our Fall Live Drive. And we still have a ways to go. We have $3,092.50 left to raise in this segment. So if the Lord is putting it on your heart to help support the mission of Real Presence Radio, please call 877-795-0122 or give online at realpresenceradio.com. And in the last 30 minutes, we would sure like to hear that Archangel sound coming in with that donation of $5,000 and up. Absolutely. uh, I would appreciate it if it would be towards the end so that we can keep (laughs) Teresa in her seat when that goes off. (laughs) And we actually have a couple gifts that came through over the break. So we have Anonymous from Bismarck, North Dakota, um, at the Guardian Angel level. Anonymous from Benson, Minnesota, at the Guardian Angel level. 
and Mike and Linda from Hazleton, North Dakota at the disciple level. Mike and Linda from Hazleton would like to dedicate their gift in memory of Jerry Appert. What a way to honor someone. Yes, wonderful way. Um, and actually, Angela, you were sharing something with us over the break that I'd like to delve into a little bit more for our listeners. Um, could you tell us a little bit about Bartholomew Zog? Sure. My husband and I, as I mentioned, had gotten married 10 years ago today, and I was hot to trot to have a baby because I'm an older mom. I didn't get married till I was 36 years old, and I turned 37 shortly thereafter, and found out... Um, that we were going to have a baby uh, due that would be due in August of 2012. And I had a perfectly normal pregnancy. My husband and I were very excited. We did not find out what we were having, but my heart told me I was having a boy. Mm. And we had a really wonderful first summer together. We did a ton of fishing with our family members and some camping. I have family that live in Watertown and in Hazel, South Dakota. And so we spent the whole summer doing that. Um, on the evening of August 11th, my husband was at a union hall meeting, and I went into labor. And I called him after about two hours of sitting there waiting, and I said, it's starting to be every five minutes. I think we should go to the hospital. And he said, okay. So we progressed over the night, and in the morning at 6.30ish, um, I was almost at the end of labor, and I passed out. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what happened, and they couldn't find the baby's heartbeat. And so I was really determined to have a natural childbirth, but a doctor came in because I was working with nurse midwifery and they were very helpful. And the doctor said, we have to take the baby now. So they helped me get my son out. And I asked right away when the baby was born, what did we have? My husband said, oh, it's a boy. You know, (laughs) so we were really excited. And my husband and I had prayed about the name for our baby. And we decided that his name would be Bartholomew. My husband had a grandpa named Art, and we wanted something like Art. Somebody else had already taken Arthur, and so we decided we wanted Bartholomew, and we named him Bartholomew James because my uncle Jim, when he passed away, I prayed constantly for him either to be relieved from purgatory or to help me with my pursuit of my vocation, and that if I had a child, my first son would be named James. And so his name was Bartholomew James. They ended up having to do resuscitation on him. And it took 22 minutes of the nurses and doctors working with the NICU staff in our room to bring him back to life. He had, wow. he had died, and he came back. Um, we called Father Odell. He was our pastor at the time. We were living in southwest Sioux Falls, but we went to St. Nicholas in T. And Father Odell sent Father Norfolk to the hospital because he was the chaplain at the time and said, if that baby's going to go, you baptize him first and we'll figure it out next. Father Odell met me at the hospital at 9 a.m. A set of grandparents, uh, Reed and Sally, came and met my husband and I at Sally's insistence. Um, and Bartholomew was baptized. Two and a half hours later, he ended up passing away mm. naturally um, because he had had several heart attacks. We found out after the fact that I had endocarditis, or not endocarditis, but chorioamnionitis, which is um, an infection of the amniotic sac for the baby that had passed from my bloodline to him. And so he had a severe infection. I had a severe infection. I had T cell count like through the roof on the day of the birth. Mm. There was no indication. None at all. We had a professional neonatologist in the family look over all of our documentation. Absolutely no one in America could have figured out that this death was going to take place. So we ended up burying Bart the week later on the feast of St. Bartholomew the Apostle. And then his mission began. We found out a few weeks later that a couple friends of ours that had had a son, and I was their godmother, um, 
were pregnant. Longtime friends who had been married eight years, who had been open to the Lord the entire time with no hindrance, finally, after eight years, conceived. Wow. That's then we had another baby ourselves 50 weeks to the day after my son was born. Wow. Every one of those babies was born on the Feast of the Visitation of Mary, on the Immaculate Heart of Mary, on First Saturday. And my daughter's the only one that I really claim is a first Saturday that might be tenuous. But then I decided we need to keep praying for the intercession of St. Bartholomew Zog for all these women who are pregnant. And then someone was born on the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, and someone was born on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and someone was born on the Feast of St. Pio, who had a great devotion to Our Lady. And there was somebody who was born on the Feast of Our Lady of Prompt Secour. Over and over and over That's again. Amazing. Our, Our Lady wow. of the Immaculate Conception, Our Lady's birthday, over and over again. Even ladies who went into to labor a day or two early mm-hmm. somehow still managed to have these babies on the Marian feast days. And... I don't want anyone to prolong their labor. It's God's will, obviously, for when they have these babies. But I am always so mindful that Our Lady must have a very special heart for our family having lost our son. Mm. We were introduced to the devotion of Our Lady of Sorrows. And so this past week has been very special to me, too. Um, My children both know about their brother. I have a picture of him in the kitchen. Uh, We have um, a wraparound bench that has a shelf on it, and we put Bart's picture right there. So Bart has dinner with us every single night in our house. And his um, icon is up at Our Lady of the Holy Rosary in Cransburg, South Dakota, where he's buried. And then also at St. Nicholas in T, my husband and I bought um, icons for each parish as a reminder. Um, and someday we may buy one for St. Nick- Saint, uh, Lambert as well, if there's room. But we have so much sacred art, it's almost like, oh boy, are we going to be adding to the mix? <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful story. Yes. I-, I love that. That would make a great gift for the uh, where they have catechesis of the Good Shepherd. That's true. The atrium. Mm. That that would be beautiful. I, I I love that story and just how like how Our Lady is um, blessing your love of Bartholomew and it just continues to bear fruit. Um, if you're just joining us, we're visiting with Angela Zog at Saint Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, um, and we had a couple of gifts come through as we were speaking um, from Barb and Paul from Felton, Minnesota, at the Guardian Angel level. God bless RPR and thank you for your wonderful work. And Mike and Mary Ellen from Moorhead, Minnesota, at the Guardian Angel level. Mike and Mary Ellen from Moorhead are offering this to challenge other parishioners from Minnesota to call in and donate. Amen. And then we also have Anonymous from Fargo, North Dakota, at the Guardian Angel level. So if any part of RPR and just like this visit we've had has been fruitful for you, um, please call us at 877 795 0122. We have 21 minutes left in the segment and um, a little under 3,000 to raise. So, if you feel inspired. Um, Angela, just do you have any other thoughts about, um, I, I don't know, just like how the church has influenced your family's life and obviously, like, Birth Album, you has played a huge role in that in your marriage. Yes. Um, so many things in my life have been truly just the work of the Holy Spirit. The Catechesis of the Good Shepherd that's present at St. Lambert Parish and in other parishes in the diocese, uh, this summer that they started offering trainings for people five years ago, um, even six years ago, my daughter and I were at St. Vincent de Paul and somebody had discarded a copy of the 
um, potential religious potential of the young child, which is a book by um, the two founders of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Oh, wow. And I found the book and I loved it. And I ended up looking up them online and I figured out that Catechesis of the Good Shepherd was going to be taking place in Sioux Falls and up in Aberdeen. And so um, my daughter, luckily, we had beautiful family members. On both, uh, my husband, his parents were um, didn't raise him together, but their family members are really beautiful. And uh, one of his aunties, uh, who at the time lived in Aberdeen, hosted me and my daughter for a whole week so that I could take Catechesis of the Good Shepherd training um, for two years in a row. I also became part of Well-Read Mom, which is an in- initiative that's part of the RPR Listening Network. So thank you, Marcy Stockman. You have brought so much to us. Um, I met my friend Kate in the office. Father Rutten used to be the pastor at this parish, Father John Rutten. And I met him after daily mass when we moved to the area. And I said, I am a mom of a two-year-old. I need friends. Where am I going to find friends? And he said, this is Kate. (laughs) Kate runs Well-Read Mom in Sioux Falls. Meet Kate. And so Kate invited me. That very night, they had a book club meeting. And so I told my wow. husband, I don't care what you had planned, but I'm going to book club because I'm making friends. <laughs> and awesome. so I've been with Well Read Mom for the last five years when we moved to Sioux Falls. Um, I did want to also mention that the priesthood in Sioux Falls, like I said, has been very, very good to us. Um, Father... Father Kevin O'Dell baptized all three of my children. Father Rutten is a good friend of our family, and so is Father Smith, Father Tim Smith, who is yeah, he's awesome. up north in Ipswich. <laughs> awesome. uh, shout out to you, Father. Uh, it has been a really big blessing to our family as well. And so anytime I can tune in in the mornings, even for Real Presence Live, I'm always wondering, what day is Sioux Falls on the radio? <laughs> because I'm waiting to hear. Um, I have found a beautiful Catholic home in South Dakota. I, I was not afraid to move here. Uh, the very first flight I took to come out to South Dakota, a lady sat next to me on the plane who probably, I think she worked for Good Samaritan Homes here in Sioux Falls, and she said, don't be afraid to move to South Dakota. I know you just met this guy, but if you're meant to get married, don't be afraid. Um, one last thing I'd like to mention that did end up introducing me to South Dakota, uh, my family came here in 1983 for a visit to Rapid City because my mom's best friend lived in Rapid City for 20 years. My dad is an avid outdoorsman and had taken tags in Wyoming. And so my mom said, when you go to Wyoming, you're dropping us off. I don't care if it's not on the way, you're dropping us off. So my mother and father and I and my two siblings took an S15 Chevy pickup all the way across from Michigan to Rapid City (laughs) and dropped us off. We had a cap on the pickup and we rode on the way in. Highly illegal now, but at that time, probably not so unfamiliar. And when I was in South Dakota, I fell in love with South Dakota. I just thought it was the most amazing place. And I didn't know at that time that it would end up being my home. But it was. We stopped in Alexandria, where the old Father Fox used to be, who set up the shrine to Our Lady of Fatima. Oh, awesome. we, missed it. we missed Sunday Mass, but my parents felt very strongly that we were on the road and we needed a place to go. And it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And Father Fox offered to say Mass right then and there for our family. But my parents really wanted to be in Rapid City by 5 p.m. And so they said, thanks, but no thanks, but would you bless our family? So we got a blessing. Um, you know, the, the, the Diocese of South Sioux Falls blessed my family all the way back in 1983. Wow. Mm. And then when I moved here in 2011, 
you know, the blessings just have not stopped. It's just really been a wonderful place for me to live and to raise my children. And I'm looking forward to many more years. It's a big year. My daughter is going to be making her first communion this year and may God willing. And so it's a big year. (laughs) All right. I'll have to keep her in your prayers. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, Angela. It's been such a joy to hear about what you're doing in the church and um, how the Lord is working in your heart and your life. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. And I'll be seeing you around. (laughs) Yes, you will. And this also teaches me that we need to listen to people's stories because I've seen Angela signing at mass but we've never had a conversation we've been 10 feet apart all these years deacon and so this is a a wonderful example of taking time to listen to someone's stories amen amen all right thank you Angela yes all right well if you're just tuning in we just had a Wonderful conversation with Angela Zog um, down in St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, and we just received another calling gift from Irene from Strasburg, North Dakota, at the evangelist level, in honor of my parents, John and Cecilia Reinbold. And then also from Anonymous, Fargo, North Dakota, at the guardian angel level. And Anonymous from Dilworth, Minnesota, at the guardian angel level. And Joshua and Catherine from Lidgerwood, North Dakota, at the guardian angel level. Joshua and Catherine from Lidgerwood are offering this in thanksgiving to God for their children, priest, parish, and all of God's blessings upon them. Amen. All right, Deacon, this has been a wonderful hour. Yes, it's gone fast. Yeah, we have 15 minutes left and $2,792 left to raise. And no. I, know, I know we can do that in this segment with the work of the Holy Spirit. We're going to make it. All right, if you want to call 877-795-0122. And this is just something I've been reflecting on pretty much since my whole my whole time, my month with Real Presence Radio. But um, tagging along to like a lot of the live shows and then hearing it in the car, it's just really inspiring to hear how the Lord is working, um, specifically like in the upper Midwest, just like the things that he's putting on people's hearts, the passions, um, the gifts that they're using to spread the gospel. And um, I just love it because there's a lot of ways that, you know, just gifts that I don't have or just ways to evangelize that I've never thought about. And just seeing how the Lord is using them is amazing. And, you know, this really kind of ties into when we talk about sharing stories. Mm. There's a wonderful movie called Memorial Day. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but... It's uh, about a, a, ma- a man talking to his grandson, and uh, Grandpa Bud is talking to his grandson, Kyle, and in a letter, and the title of the movie is Memorial Day, but he said something very interesting. He said, stories matter only if you tell them. Huh. And I've used that as kind of a mantra for uh, talking to people about, tell us your story. How has God interacted with you? Mm. Because somebody needs to hear that. And the only way that they're going to hear that is if you talk about it, if you tell it. So I would encourage people as you walk through this journey we call life to listen and to talk about it, tell stories. You know, I'm an introvert, believe it or not. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) And uh, it's important for us to tell the stories that people need to hear and to experience how God has worked in your life. Amen. Stories matter only if you tell them. I love that. Because like the Lord really speaks to us in really unique ways that mm-hmm. are particular to us. 
And it's also important, uh, you know, to take the time to be quiet and listen. Mm. Just to sit and, and before our Lord and just say, show me where you've been in my life. And listen to what he tells you. We might be really surprised at the times that God has been present in our life. When we, you know, most of the stories that I've put together, I wasn't aware at the time. Wow. And it is only when we take the time to reflect on that. I love that. I love that. So, important. And it's important to keep those stories alive. Amen. Amen. And one great way to do that, (laughs) to keep your story alive is by being a guest on Real Presence Radio. Letting us know your story or how Real Presence Radio has impacted you. And keeping us on the airway so we can tell stories. Um, To keep us on the air, you can call us at 877-795-0122. And we just got a gift in. Anonymous gave an apostle-level gift. Wow. For the deceased priests and deacons in our listening areas, thank you so much for your generous gift. Wonderful, wonderful gift and wonderful way to remember the service of the priests and deacons who have died. Amen. You know, we have a tradition in our diocese that when a deacon dies, um, the deacons who can will go to the funeral home and we have a rite that we use investing them in their in their alb and stole and dalmatic. And it's a great privilege to be able to do that and to remember them uh, in their ministry. And um, the times that I've done that, we've also had family members there and how important that is to experience that with the family. But uh, wonderful gift. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, we have 10 minutes left on this hour segment of Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive. Um, we still have a little bit to go. Uh, we have about $1,500 left, but I know we can reach that goal. Uh, and we just got another gift for us closer to the goal. Um, the message is still coming in, so I'll just have to slow down and give that a minute. And in the meantime, you can call us at 877-795-0122 or visit us on the web at realpresenceradio.com. And we have an evangelist-level gift from Allison, Devil's Lake, North Dakota, in loving memory of Jerry Pukshavinsky. So thank you so much for your gift, Allison. And thank you for supporting the work of Real Presence Radio. All right, folks, if you're listening and this has inspired you in any way, or if you just feel the Lord moving on your heart, just as um, Deacon was saying, just listen. What is the Lord doing in your heart? How is he calling you to support and just pass along what you have learned or gained from Real Presence Radio? How is he calling you to support our mission? It might be through a dollar a day or giving up, uh, you know, a dollar a day. It's not a latte. (laughs) Um, Just how is the Lord calling you to support Real Presence Radio? Through your prayers, through, I don't know, what is it? Well, it's through prayers and through gifts of monetary. You know, I had a pastor in uh, Sturgis whose name was Father Richard Plant. And Father Plant, one of his mantras was time, talent, and treasure. Mm. All three are connected in our in our faith life. And he was always talking about, if you can't give treasure, give time and talent. Amen. And today we're asking for treasure. 
<laughs> and we're also asking for prayers. So if you can possibly assist us in this mission, we'd invite you to call 877-795-0122 and offer what you can in terms of treasure, and if not, to pray for us on Real Presence Radio. Absolutely, absolutely. We haven't, I would I would really like to hear that herald again. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to mention it and bring up one more time, the Archangel Herald, haven't heard that yet. So that would be at $5,000, um, which is $417 a month. So if the Lord is putting it on your heart um, to support us in that way. Um, this There's eight minutes left in this hour, and it only takes one person. We know you can do it. The Lord is the Lord is working. So, Teresa, do you have any siblings? I do. I have seven siblings. Do you? Yeah. Um, I have. So, I'm from South Carolina. I mentioned that, but I have about half of my family out in Wyoming now. Actually, mm. um, a brother and his wife and kids live near Gillette. So, if you're tuning in, Nick and Alexis calling you out right now <laughs> you can call that number and support um but yeah so a lot of them went to Wyoming catholic college and then oh. just kind of well three of them are still in college there so we'll Wonderful. see where they end up yeah that's great but, yeah so do you have any last thoughts of we still have a few minutes left um deacon but it's been an amazing afternoon so do you have any well, I think one of the things that we maybe haven't talked about with Real Presence Radio is that it really is an opportunity to evangelize. Mm. You know, we, uh, at least my generation, the older generation, uh, evangelization is not something that we really were taught. Mm. And it's something that uh, needs to be, uh, not to be afraid of. But people are really anxious to hear about God to hear about how Jesus works in our life, how the Holy Spirit can encourage us and give us strength and wisdom. And um, that gift of the Holy Spirit is so powerful. Mm. As we hear uh, many times in people's lives that we should call upon the Holy Spirit when we uh, need the help, that the strength is there. Uh, we always talk about the Holy Spirit as the forgotten God. You know, sometimes uh, we we don't invoke the Holy Spirit when we really need to to get that to give that uh, spirit a chance to work in our life. And again and again, uh, many times that we call upon the Holy Spirit, He's there to answer, to give us courage and strength and wisdom. Um, a lot of the things that we face in life. Uh, we can work through them if we have that ability and we do have to call upon the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so a large part of Real Presence Radio is not only education, but it's evangelization. You listen to the people that call in and ask questions about the Catholic Church. Yeah, uh, We're opening a door, sometimes very slowly, but we open it. Um, the people I've journeyed with... Uh, through the RCIA program, it's just been a, a marvelous experience of hearing how the Holy Spirit has worked in their life and opened the door. And uh, for us to share those stories uh, with them, that growth with them, 
It's just been a beautiful experience. But I, I see Real Presence Radio as a wonderful tool of the new evangelization. Mm. Not only in telling people about God, but also giving them the courage to talk about God in their private life. And as I mentioned, the story of my three friends around the coffee table for us to begin to talk about God. Yeah, it's it's so important. Like, I think it's really easy to just like leave God at church on Sundays, mm-hmm. you know, and not really, t- or even just to bring him into your home, but he's just there, which is awesome. Like, obviously we need God there, but to talk about him and like proclaim the joy that's on your hearts as you deepen your relationship with God. And I feel like Real Presence Radio really empowers people to do that. And you know, when people ask you, how did you get through that tough time in your life? Mm. To say openly that it was God who carried me through this. Mm. Time and time again, it's God who gives us the strength and the courage to not only face things, but also then to move through them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great to get to know you, Teresa, and I look forward. One final question. Okay. What Mass were you at on Sunday? I was actually at Christ the King. <laughs> <laughs> you had to ask. Well, I was going to ask you if you could tell me the highlights of my sermon, but I guess I can't. <laughs> no, um, I, ended up, I ended up taking a lazy Sunday and sleeping in and catching the evening Mass at Christ the King. Okay. Any other day would be the 930 at St. <laughs> <Saint> Lambert's. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, all right. It's been an amazing segment. We have um, a little bit left to go to meet our our goal. It's um, a little bit over $1,500. So if you're hearing this and the Lord is moving on your heart or you're thinking about giving and you're not sure, well, here's your opportunity to do so. Um, the number is 877 um, and also you can download the app if you had it already and just listen wherever you are on the go. Absolutely. And uh, take the time to listen to Real Presence Radio and listen to the fine programming. And I'm sure if you have any questions, there are plenty of staff available that would be willing to answer any questions you have. We're all over, <laughs> all over the upper Midwest. But thank you so much for taking um, taking the time to with us today, Deacon. Well, I really enjoyed it, Teresa, and thank you for being with me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I'm excited for the next segment. I'm going to have to tune in as I head home. Um, so if you're, please stick with us this afternoon. Uh, Deacon and I will be heading out pretty shortly. Um, but we'll be coming at you from, I don't know how to pronounce this, Awatana? Owatana. Owatana. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even in the Dakotas. So. Uh, Owatana, Minnesota has got a beautiful golf course right on the highway as you go past. <laughs> so I'll have to get up there sometime. <laughs> Thank you for helping me with the pronunciation of all the time. <laughs> Glad right. to be your language coach. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for sticking with us. God bless you. Hang with us over the break. <laughs> 